Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Clear Thinking, brought to you by Better Broadhead. Our town, their future. Please welcome your host, Aaron Menzel. My guest today experienced indescribable tragedy, and since then they've created a local foundation that does amazing work throughout Greene County. Welcome to the show, Terry and Kurt Ellefson. Yeah, definitely. I've seen you guys everywhere, it seems like. <laughs> it seems like you're everywhere in the community. I'm sure that was kind of a hard decision, though, to put yourselves out there and to talk about it repeatedly. Absolutely. We, it was pretty uh, hard to talk about at first. It was tough to even just get through interviews, but at each time we talked about it, we love talking about Jake. We love oh, yeah. sharing stories about him and... We also just wanted to stop the stigma of suicide. You know, we didn't choose we didn't choose this for our family. Um, Jake was just in a really dark place, and he made the decision. And so, we thought if we can continue to talk about it, and we have the knowledge, then we're going to share and try to help people. I think it's great. What was Jake like, like as a fourteen-year-old? Well, I would also like to add before we get to that, Aaron. I, for me, I was very apprehensive about starting Jacob Swag. Um, I had a lot of doubt. I was gracious and humble by the community support. Um, and once we started, I really didn't know how it was going to go because I'm old enough to where suicide was taboo okay. growing up for me, uh, and. I guess I was raised that way, and that's how I was. And then some letters started coming in from people in the area stating to us what we did for them and how it has helped them. And for me, we we had a, a young lady, uh, a high school student from an area high school, uh, when she flat out looked me in the eye and said that she wouldn't be here right now this day if, it, if she hadn't met us and met and started uh, getting involved with our foundation at that point it changed my whole my whole outlook I was like I no longer had need apprehension on this we must move forward and we must help if there's people out there that need help we are the ones that need to help them and that changed everything for me because I really didn't know how it was going to go because uh, when, with the stigma involved, you you don't know with uh, just if people are going to be receptive and uh, take to this, but they really did. And knowing that we're helping so many people, that changed my outlook on this. Um, as for your second question, Jake was, I'm a school teacher. He to me, he was just like any other. 14-year-old child. He was well-adjusted. He was in sports. He had a great group of friends uh, that are all now leading successful lives. To me, he really seemed just like a typical average all-American boy. I mean, he was doing well in school academically, socially. I thought he had everything uh, going for him. And uh, But that just shows you how people can hide things from you and you can't even see it. And and I wonder how many other children are hiding this. You you don't know. Right, right. I I know the statistics show that there's a lot of kids, um, more than any other time, uh, that are struggling with depression and anxiety. I don't remember the numbers offhand, but it's staggering. Oh, absolutely. The amount of kids that are struggling. In 2017, I hit an all-time high of 
kids uh, with depression and losing them to suicide. So it just tells you the times are changing and the troubles are getting harder and more yeah. more hard for them. Yeah, and there's not a better time to try to break down the, those barriers and break down the stigma too. Absolutely, right? yeah. yes. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts on the stigma? Like if... Is it society? Um, is it like regional, culturally? Um, what are your, your guys' thoughts on that? For me, I would, I would think it's society. Um, you know, uh, it, it, as embarrassing as what it is to say, uh, when I was young, I we had a classmate of ours uh, take his own life, and. It was just literally not talked about yeah. by the student body, for even friends, uh, family, the community. And now being on the other side of that, I realize how absolutely wrong that was yeah. and how bad that was and how we as classmates and friends should have reached out and we didn't. And I still don't know why, except yeah. the stigma. Yeah. You know? Yeah, even in my own family, I just found out that, like, my great-grandfather died by suicide. And I didn't oh. know until just, like, a year ago. And no one talked about it. Yeah. And then you think of how that has impacted every generation. That, like, silence of not oh, sure. talking about what happened. Sure, like, yeah. He died, but you don't know. And right. then, then you realize, oh, well, that's why nobody wants to talk about their feelings in your family. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from back in the day, you know, people would think that suicide only happens to people that had family issues, you know, alcohol, yeah. drugs, or whatever, but it can really honestly happen to anybody. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a part of what we try to do is it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to seek help. It's okay to be on medicine. You know, yeah. if your arm is broken or if you have bad teeth or you have bad eyes, you choose to fix them. So why not fix your brain? Right. You know, yeah. it's such an important part of your body that it's okay. And it doesn't mean you're always going to be like that. Just um, people just need some extra help sometime. And so... It's okay, and yeah. especially kids and young adults are at any age. Yeah, definitely. It, it seems like um, with youth, it, it seems to be amplified because of you know, oh, what yeah. they're going through hormonally and socially and all those things. And anything to do with electronics yeah. is, is a huge part of it, too. You know, back in the day, if when we were in school, if you wanted to pick on someone, you would, you know, pick on them or you would say something. And then, you know, that child would probably come up and maybe punch in the nose or, you know. Right. You, yeah. yeah. You, but now it's, you know, social media. It's this account. It's that account. It's Facebook. It's Twitter. I mean, it's everything. And it's so private. And kids are so private about it. And a lot of it is gone once you see it. So it's hard to uh, explain to the kids that you really just need to support each other and not break people down. Yeah, that's hard. Um, you know, adults, I think, even struggle with that. Like, 
being brave behind their computer and saying things they would never say in person to someone. Absolutely. And oh, sure. Yeah, you're right. Saying it on social media. Uh, and I think, you know, with youth, it's the same kind of trappings of, I can say easily by just typing it and they'll, I won't see the reaction. So you don't see the harm that you're doing. Right. And I can, sure. I can pretend to be this person when I'm really feeling like this and right. I don't have to let people know that I'm feeling like this. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, unfortunately they hide behind the screens. Yeah, definitely. Have you guys been a part of anything when it comes to social media and trying to, um, talk about that bullying that happens on social media? Well, we had a, a speaker. Uh, we have co-sponsored and sponsored on our own speakers that have served all the schools in Green County. And there was a speaker that came in, and he was from northern Wisconsin, and his his presentation was on just that. And I am not uh, into technology as, <laughs> as much as the young people. I, and... Uh, it was really, really an awakening um, of what these kids are actually doing to each other, and and I had no idea of what they could do right. uh, through a phone, through through accounts and those things. And he just talked about how to, some of the prevention things they can do there, and also I really felt like he did a really nice job of explaining the harm that these kids are inflicting on one another, and I thought that was well received. Um, and, and I hope that that helped the students yeah. in Greene County to, to kind of let them see just what the reality is of what their actions uh, are causing. Yeah, I think the education piece is really important because kids want to know the truth. Like, I think that um, this generation is likely to research things and they're likely to, like, they always want things to be honest and genuine. Oh, yeah. So, and they have all that information at their fingertips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. And unfortunately, they can get pretty much any information they oh, ever want to sure. know and probably too much information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. And it's also about um, talking with the parents, too, because checking in on your kids and in yeah. social media and, you know, and holding them accountable if they're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. I mean, yeah. And again, it's parents supporting parents. You know, it like you hear all the time, it takes a village to raise kids. So That's true. Yeah. us parents, we just try to help each other out and, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know Monroe and other districts as well, they have, uh, as well as uh, Blackhawk, they have uh, bullying forms. So if a student feels they're being bullied, they are to fill out the form and, and they have to sign it. And then it is addressed with the student that is doing the bullying. And then through the student handbook, then however each school handles that oh, okay. is, is done. But I know that schools are doing that now, and I see that firsthand. Um, that was not something that I saw until uh, after Jacob uh, took his life. And Monroe, with Joe Monroe at Monroe Schools, Director of Pupil Services, he's kind of been the catalyst in that area. That's great. Yeah. It's great that you guys have like that connection. To the schools right. and advocates within the schools. And even working with Monroe, we reach out to all of the area smaller schools because they deserve the help as much as, yeah. and yeah. you know, their funding's yeah. not even right. there for them. So, right. and a lot of the smaller schools themselves are putting into bullying um, policies within their handbooks. So That's it's, great. they're talking yeah. about it. It's being known up front what's, go, what's going to happen. And unfortunately, the process can kind of be 
tedious sometimes, but um, just know that their policies are out there and that there's always someone there to help you. Yeah. You know, you just make sure to t- have someone in your corner from the school district and they yeah. absolutely will help you. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if enough people are aware of like that correlation too between bullying and then the likelihood of someone um, dying by suicide. And I think there's been a couple of bigger cases nationally where um, there's been like a bullying situation. Yeah. I have seen some news reports on that, but I can't, I can't make a statement on that <laughs> yeah, without knowing yeah. the, the facts. But I have seen that. Yes. Yeah, I have. Um, the thing of it is, um, people that are quiet or kept to themselves, kind of like Jake, they internalize things. Yeah. So someone might have just teased him about his looks or, you know, he was really tall and skinny. And even though you were joking and you said this to him, he maybe took it internally totally different. Right. And then you don't know because don't they're know. by yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even seven yeah. years ago, they didn't. Kids don't really like to talk about their feelings as teenagers. So, you know, and if we could just get the cross that, you know, open up to your parents or a counselor or, heck, a therapist. You know, there's so many people out there to help anybody, kids, young adults, adults. Find one until it fits right. And then, you know, there's so many people out there for good outlets. Yeah, definitely. And everybody, not everybody, but there's so many people who want to support others. Right. In any way that they can and would be willing to be that. Right. That advocate for that person. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, um, most of your events are kind of over since it's fall. It is. Yes. We, we have a busy spring busy, and summer, yeah. a lot yeah. of community events, a lot of school events, so yeah, we're in the fall. We just finished our last event with our fun night at Hawks Mill to raise oh, okay. funds for a project we're working on. So now we're pretty much uh, kind of just laying low for a few months, regroup, you know, get our yeah. calendar ready for next year. But our first event for next year will be the end of January. We work alongside with Monroe School District in the Optimist Club with the kids, Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they put on prom for pennies. Oh. So it's an event in the schools that any any age school from any school can attend. People donate their prom dresses, or we have local businesses that also donate samples or, you know, brand new prom dresses. And so girls are able to come to this prom, and they're able to get these amazing prom dresses for literally a fraction of the price like no dresses ever over $40 that's a great program so they had a couple hundred dresses last year um between the donations and the new ones and it just gives girls the opportunity to go to prom and feel like Cinderella or feel like a princess like anyone else you know without can go even if they can't afford it right and and we've been a part of it now for four years and it's so exciting to see like a dress that keeps recycling someone will buy it they will wear it and they'll donate it back and then the next year someone else Mm -hmm. can do it so it's it's a really cool event and so that's the last Sunday of January so that will start our 2020. That's a good kickoff to the year. Yeah. It is. Oh, it's a bet. fun event. It's a fun you event bet. to see the girls come in and just the smiles, the smiles yeah. on their faces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, girls are so rough with each other, like emotionally. Yes. But I think that's great. Um, I mean, I, I, 
kids can be mean to each other anyways. But it seems like girls are especially rough with each other when it comes to how they talk to each other and you know, if their heart isn't, yeah, isn't perfect or <laughs> yeah. perfectly in style, they're going to get made, you know, fun of. Very and, judgmental yeah, of each yeah. other. We're boys, you know, just have watching the generations the grow t-shirt up. and blue jeans can work for boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're just excited <laughs> to see Walking friends. down the hallway, yeah. they're, they're fine. <laughs> yep, and if they have a problem you know? with each other, they're yeah. going to be like, yeah. they're going to take care of it and then... They're done. Right, exactly. Or sometimes the girls kind of carry on. (laughs) They do. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's rough. But I I think that's great. Um, Is it, you said it's for all All schools. schools, All schools in Greene County. Anyone can come. So I know the school district and the group at the school pass out posters to all the schools. And they do a lot of Facebook um, ads, you know, it doesn't cost to go to it. And you, they also get a lot of door prizes donated from local businesses. So you can buy raffle tickets and you can have a chance to win to get your hair done for prom or a limo service or your nails done. So there's, it's kind of a whole event. So if you won some prizes, you really could go to prom for $40. Mm. Yeah. It's so expensive. It is. It's just such a huge event. And it it ends up like last year we heard from um, our youth that most of the kids left like almost right away after prom. It was like, er, like prom wasn't even over. It was 20 minutes into prom and ev- almost everyone was gone. It's like they just get dressed up, go out to dinner and show up and leave. Yeah. And, and prom. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That I didn't know. <laughs> can be so, is so costly. It I mean, is, yeah. And it's hard for that, for families to do that, honestly. So if girls can just recycle their dresses or families, you know, yeah. and it's just fun. It's fun to watch the girls. And just, is it on your website? How it will be. Contact the people. Okay. Yep. So you can contact us through Jacob Swag Foundation and we'll start advertising. But if you have prom dresses that you would like to donate to the event, you can either drop them off at the Monroe High School or contact us at Jacob Swag, and we can get them picked up or get them delivered or make yeah. arrangements for it. Yeah, hopefully there's even more donations. Hopefully. Each year it seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So they've had to move it to at the actual school gymnasium because it grew so big. So, Yeah. That's a huge impact. It is. It's a fun event. Thank you for listening to another episode of Clear Thinking, brought to you by Better Broadhead. For information of upcoming events and meetings, please visit our website at betterbroadhead.org and be sure to subscribe to our email list.